genre. Hi, this is Bob Kester. Welcome to the latest in the Immunities Hiatus episodes looking at the Invasion of the Body Snatchers movies. This time, this is the third one, and we're looking at the 1993 movie Body Snatchers. I am here with... I'm Chris Derkoch from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. I'm Jeff Ferry from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And I'm Maria Burnham. I'm with Immunities. All right. And Maria, who do you play in Immunities? I play the all-important Woman One. Woman uh, One? Yeah, all three seasons of Woman One. Woman One is the glue that holds it all together. <laughs> it is. Uh, just so in case people don't know you by that name, uh, let's hear the unaltered version of Woman One. Oh, I'm fine. Or I was fine. I feel a little unsteady now. All right. And the altered version of Woman One? My questions are not accusations. It is my duty to provide assistance in making sure you have done everything properly. And Woman One as radio news commentator. These women, all seemingly unacquainted with each other, and all between the ages of 20 and 30, have been reported missing from the Tri-County area during the course of the last six weeks. <laughs> Chilling. <laughs> And tell us a little bit about your podcast. Well, it's one of the multitude of podcasts that is now breaking down movies minute by minute. It's a truly fun and crazy endeavor. We have chosen to do the movies of Kevin Smith that feature Jay and Silent Bob. We did uh, Clerks last year. We're currently doing Mallrats. So we are like 1% um, looking stuff up and having all the facts and 99% just yelling at each other and trying to figure out why certain people were cast in the movie. <laughs> we're on duelinggenre.com and anywhere you can, you know, anywhere you find podcasts. <laughs> and duelinggenre.com is the best place to find podcasts. True, true. <laughs> well, and your podcast is relevant to this because uh, it qualifies you as experts in that magical time, which I like to call the 90s. It made it seem possible that you would be amongst the select people who had actually heard of or even seen this movie which is one of the lesser-known versions of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. This was the one I had seen the most. Really? This <laughs> one? And was that because of some kind of nostalgia for the Well, that was period? not, because I had seen it the most in 1993. <laughs> That's interesting, because I was pretty much completely unaware of it in 1993. Uh, were you an usher where it was playing or something? Uh, it was on heavy rotation on whatever we were watching. It must have been HBO or you know some some version of HBO that we had. Well, that's great. Well, then I'll just go straight into the story behind the movie. This was made 15 years after the previous version. The previous version was a pretty big hit, like kind of a phenomenon. So there was a lot of talk about making some kind of sequel, but it took quite a while for any kind of tangible thing to happen. Eventually, it was turned over to Stuart Gordon, who was a writer, director, auteur uh, behind Reanimator, most famously, and also a couple other films in that vein, such as From Beyond and Dolls, and sort of flirted with uh, some kind of mainstream success for a while, and then got involved in this, and then afterwards was involved in interesting but scattered projects, uh, never with the kind of budgets that he had had before. At some point, it's murky exactly why, he was taken off this project and replaced with Abel Ferrara, who had had sort of a similar trajectory. He's associated with a couple early 
middle budget films, uh, King of New York and Bad Lieutenant, and made this, and then after this is involved in a large number of interesting and really low budget projects. So this seems to be a film that kind of broke two careers, <laughs> <laughs> or at least the uh, the mainstream portion of two careers. But yeah, so the script is largely the project of Stuart Gordon, and then the direction is uh, from Abel Ferrara, and so might lead to a film that seems to be pulling in different directions, though not to the extent of the film we'll be talking about next week. So we start with a uh, voiceover from our lead character, Gabriel, played by Gabrielle Anwar, who was known, I guess, to this point, uh, mostly as the woman who Al Pacino danced with in Scent of a Woman, doing this... <laughs> That's what you know her from? ...somewhat uh, <laughs> portentous uh, narration, which will come back from time to time, uh, putting us all into a philosophical context and talking about how if they'd known what was going to happen, they wouldn't have done what they'd done, but maybe it was all inevitable. Though exactly why that was inevitable is not something they ever get into. So we start off with Carr uh, containing her teenage girl, uh, her little brother, her dad, and her stepmom, making them pretty much a perfect horror movie family. Well, and a, a fun game to play at this point in the movie is you immediately decide who's going to be alive at the end of this movie. Yeah, in these body snatcher movies, it's often, it seems like, particularly hard to uh, predict uh, what that order is yeah, going to be. Yeah, we, we like to do that. We like to play a game of who's wearing a dead sign around their neck. And the evil stepmother from, you're like, yeah, she, there's no chance that she makes this. Well, they kind of set her up as the preternaturally good stepmother. <laughs> you know, like really attentive to the little brother, et cetera, not constantly trying with the daughter and getting slapped away. But, you know, that might make her uh, survival just as unlikely. <laughs> the mom is Meg Tilly, who similarly had had sort of much more of a career before this movie than after this movie. Though she was probably already... Uh, a little bit fading away and would later be eclipsed by her sister, Jennifer Tilly, who we'll hear a little bit more about later. Uh, but would come back quite a bit later in the Caprica TV show, which I'm actually pretty fond of, where she played sort of a space Pope-S, very much uh, Ronald D. Moore's return to the concept uh, after he'd written for uh, the character of Kai Wynn on Deep Space Nine. It's sort of like the, the second coming of Kai Wynn, this time a more uh, post-9-11 version of that. Anyway, let's irrelevant so we're uh and then the father's played by terry kinney who played uh sort of specializes in ineffectual authority figures uh for instance the cell block chief guy on oz and the father in the 90s dance romance uh save the last dance uh, so our family is on some sort of trip but it turns out it's a working trip because the father works for the epa and is going to be checking out what's happening on this military base where they keep chemical and biological weapons. Jeff, I was hoping that from your uh, Air Force experience, you could tell us about the believability of various uh, things, including, does the EPA even apply to the It military? depends. Like, we still, we're still supposed to do some stuff. <laughs> but, like, like, we still had, like, we had, like, OSHA would come around, but, like, we had our own, we had, like, AFOSH, which was, uh, like, uh, uh, Air Force OSHA, basically. So, like, they would come and yell at us instead of, like, regular OSHA. And it was, like, a big shell game of, like, almost like what they do in this, where, like, you're trying to hide stuff from them. I'm just like, oh, we just spilled, like, you know, you have 100 gallons of fuel on this flight line. Clean it up real quick before anybody sees it. But they do make it 
they, what I like about the beginning when they show, they show how weird a military base can look to civilians where they're coming in the front gate and it looks really intimidating and they go into base housing and all the houses are the same. And they it all really look... does look odd. It looks like a movie <laughs> set actually. But it I mean, strange. that's what it looks like. Every house is the same in regular base housing. Yeah, and they're, they all look like this. They all look like they were built in 1957 at a brick. Yeah, it looks very mm. Stepford the same, except for with an industrial look. Right, right. That's why, like, where they they could have filmed this anywhere at any base. They all look the same. And one side of that is I think they never actually specify what armed service this is. <laughs> I'm sort of assuming it's... I'm sort of assuming it's the army, but well, it's—I mean—they're wearing army uniforms and they've got helicopters, so it looks like an army base. Oh, are they? Okay, gotcha. Boy, do they have a helicopter! <laughs> oh yeah, we'll, we'll get into the helicopter. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they really used the crap out of that helicopter. <laughs> yeah, they got—they got a Hong Kong helicopter going on there. It was like an experimental. Maybe it was Blue Thunder or something. They just forgot to mention that. <laughs> So they uh, stop at a gas station full of extras Cows? who I can't tell if they're already taken over or if they're just not acting very well. Wait, a uh, gas station? <laughs> they stop at a gas station full of cows is what they stop at a gas station. <laughs> Why is there so many cows at this gas station? <laughs> it's just to show that they're, they're in the country. I, I guess, guess, I guess the guess teenager doesn't is. want to be. Get the milk fresh. <laughs> and a teenager goes to the bathroom and then gets cornered there by a crazed big soldier guy who happens to be black hiding in the bathroom <laughs> yes yeah, this is not okay yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't know what his game plan was I know, I <laughs> and also at this point it seems like almost nobody's been taken over right, right and yet right, he's right, hiding right. yeah maybe like history's just taught him to like not trust anybody but <laughs> I'm going to hide in this weird bathroom and tell somebody about this. <laughs> and wait for them to show up. Yeah, and run away and never be heard from again. I don't yeah, but, that, yeah but, but then when I tell them, I immediately run off. So <laughs> I go Which, it, I mean, to be fair, it's probably good he ran off because that guy produced a shotgun real fast. Honestly, if you don't know what's going on when he grabs this girl in the bathroom, yes. you think it's going to be a really different movie yeah. than we get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you're just... Yeah. If you, if you just turned scary. it on on cable and didn't like catch the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Oh, did you notice at the very beginning, like, the word body snatchers and then the credits are, like, in completely different font? I mean, it looks like they were put on oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. years, maybe. <laughs> it's very odd. Because body snatchers is in this cursive thing, and then everything else is just these plain white letters. And it's, They it's, could it's, only afford the script for the title, <laughs> and they'd use a free font for the rest. <laughs> They're also snatching letters away as it's coming up, too. Well, I, I guess they couldn't afford... It was probably a lot of money per letter, so they dropped the invasion of the... <laughs> well, I think it. I mean, I think that worked well over time because then you have invasion and body snatches as different right. films, and like some would say, somebody will make of the as a film, and <laughs> put them on a triple bill. <laughs> I guess he must get caught at some point because this is one of those universes where you get like the real person and the body snatcher can't exist at the same, can't right. be around, operative at the same time, so right. he must get caught. Yeah, he says they get you when you sleep, which is one of those lines that's in a lot of these films. And then uh, we get the brilliant narration, <laughs> the, the the mathematical conclusion. It says it made me remember that we spend half our lives asleep. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess maybe when you're a teenager. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I wish I spent half my life asleep. <laughs> I, I feel like did did they add all this stuff later? Like did they? 
Did they film this whole movie and then they realized like there was nothing made sense from scene to scene? They're like, we need some connective tissue here. <laughs> film this I find that narration real fast. <laughs> I, I, I honestly had a mattress salesman try to tell me I spent half my life in bed one time too. Like, you, you don't want to spend $500 on this mattress? You spend half your life in it. No, I don't. That sense. How many hours a day do you sleep? Yeah. I have a feeling they just had Gabriel and Anwar just extemporize into a microphone for like 10 minutes and then we'll just, we'll just scatter that throughout the movie world. It seems to be good. Just do some beat poetry for us, basically. <laughs> And then they go into the base. They settle down at the house. She has an attitude about everything. Oh, they do the karate kid pull up to the house where she doesn't like it. You know, just like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very classic. I yeah. mean, in a lot of ways, this seems more like an 80s movie than a 90s movie. But you know, Truly. It's, like... it's early 90s, so it probably still has 80s influence on it. It's 93. You're yeah, <laughs> still. When was Clerks made? Uh, Clerks was 94. 94. Uh, but we, we oh, were really? in okay. and we're still seeing some snips of uh, 80s. We yeah, still have true. some head-to-toe denim and some big hair floating around. <laughs> well, I like when they drove up to the house. They made a big deal about the son being so smart and knowing that that was the house they were at. And the dad was like, are you sure this is the right place? There was a whole back and forth about it that was for no reason. <laughs> that kid's so smart he can read an address. That's how <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, you, you've produced stuff, Bob. Does that, that offend you? as Because I know I've written stuff and it offended me as like, if I wrote this, I would hope whoever was making it was like, what's this in here for? <laughs> you saved me from myself. Like, the movie's not that long. And one of the things I, if, if one can praise this movie, is I like that it doesn't take long to get into it. Like, yeah, you're yeah. like five minutes in and you've already had the scene in the bathroom. I mean, the only so, reason to have that is if you need to, like, establish that kid as being particularly smart or something like that. But it's not like he has to, like, go way out of his way to jump to conclusions about things. Like In the it, house we pulled it up. Up in front of, <laughs> jump out of, and go yeah. up to the door. But like in the invasion, when like the guy's dad gets taken miles and miles away, he wakes up screaming. Oh, right, and yeah, yeah. like that. So, so you know, it's like, okay, this kid is spooky, you know, smart psychic or something like that. This kid thinks his mom died because he watched his mom die. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> he thinks the other kids in class don't like him because they're obviously aliens, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's they, like they, they all drew the same to... picture. Yeah, they gave him something to do because he needed something to do. Right. Yeah. Or like, there's probably only about 10 pages of dialogue in this whole movie because so much of it is just establishing moody shots. And then there's all of this dialogue at the door that has nothing to do with the plot whatsoever. <laughs> Well, I do like the dad's uh, don't work too hard or whatever he says to the girl when she's just standing there while they're carrying stuff in. Uh, so the girl wanders off, uh, trespasses, and some like Mario Party yeah. place, and then meets straight from Central Casting every like rebellious rich girl's best friend. You know, drives up in a convertible, I, I didn't understand. wearing a leather jacket. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on right there. Never seen her before. I'm just gonna jump in this car with her and drive off. Yeah, I definitely thought that was weird too. Just let's just get in the car. Where are we going? Nobody even asked. You know, just go. Nope. Yeah. Get in well, the car, babe. There's a lot of questions here. So she seems to be at a fence line, right? Right. Yeah. But she appears to be on the right side of the fence. She did not cross the, the fence. No, yeah, exactly. She's outside the fence. And but the, it's not like one guard comes up. Like five guys show up. 
Right. Well, the guards seem to be aliens. So, right. you know, they, at this point, we can start taken. explaining yeah. things away from that. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's always fun to do. That's, this is a fun game to play in all the games. <laughs> um, when people show up like, are these guys aliens or just jerks? Bad actors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this guy, like, a poor actor or is he, like, making a choice here? <laughs> Because you do start to wonder, even in this movie, at some point where like stuff like this happens, you're like, "Why not just grab the person?" Like, there's five of you. Like, <laughs> like you grab her and it's over. Well, I have to assume, like, if you had to guess right now, judging by the way they act, what percentage of this base do you think has been taken over at this point? I think a very small percentage. I think like one percent. But I yeah, think because they... they don't really seem to start grabbing people until it looks like they've taken over a considerable amount because they don't want to be fought back against. Right. Right. Well, you know, and it's like in the invasion, all they have to do is spit on you. So they can just go willy-nilly around, whereas the pod aliens have to have a more, I guess, female point of view on it, which is, you know, I can only reproduce so much so fast. So it seems like they focused on the MPs first. They went for the MPs, and then they went for the higher officers, and then they went started moving down the ranks. The like people of the regular who fall soldiers. asleep on duty first. <laughs> yeah. We got all the MPs that were out here sleeping. We got all the lazy guys first. Yeah, everybody that's lazy. They have the yeah. very slow tentacle grab, so it has yeah, exactly. to be someone that's really asleep. But yeah, they don't go for the medical authorities, which you would think would be a, like a good place to start. No, and they last don't go, one. And they don't go for the, the commander, but, you know, they, but they go for the MPs, it seems like. Yeah, I feel like the commander would be like one of your first guys you hit. Yeah. Because then if anybody goes to him and says, hey, something's going on, he's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. <laughs> Although by the time uh, Rich Girl takes Gabrielle to uh, her house, they're already in the process of converting her mother. So that's right. probably the way they're going. Well... Before they get up, when they pull away, the the one MP here picks up somebody's teeth. And yeah, I, that was so weird. I, I, I don't always understand think, that. Did I all. miss something there? Or, yeah, I don't. It looks like dentures. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, understand I thought why. that too. Like, is this supposed to be a hint to me? Like, okay, that's supposed to tell me they're aliens, but like, that's never followed up on. Where right. did it come from? I mean, did maybe they convert somebody... someone right there and his fake teeth fell out? Or... Like his body disintegrated. What, yeah. Was he sleeping against a fence? <laughs> and like, how? The clothes go away, but why are the dentures still there? Yeah, it's definitely a missing scene or something. <laughs> yeah, like just never strange. shot. Very strange. Okay, so she goes to the house. The mom's passed out. They establish the mom's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The vodka. <laughs> Which it's always great to establish, you know, Body Snatchers film, to establish somebody, like, without actually you getting to meet them so that you have no <laughs> idea when you see the Body Snatch version of them that they're different. Well, they're drinking water, yeah. so that's how you know. <laughs> That's how you know. That's the tip off there. <laughs> the aliens don't drink alcohol, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, uh, at some point we cut to the main parents who are playing some sort of alarming sex what game. Is going on? <laughs> Why is she creeping around a bedroom like that? And singing? She's doing the weird singing or voice or something? He's calling yeah. her an odd name that I couldn't figure yeah. out what he was saying. It was oh, weird. Right. It was yeah. really weird. It's- and there was something. It was. It was way too much. I mean, it's almost like she's like she's such a super mom that even sex yeah. for her is like she's sex like a mom. You know? Yeah. She's like playing with the children. It was like she would be yeah. playing. With the kids. Yeah. It was really weird. And he was and I'm not it. wrong, right? Is it is it the the every movie trope of door is either unlocked and or open? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Everybody has sex with the door open. I don't know. Yeah, why, okay. I don't know what you're well, thinking. Especially when you have kids. Yeah, yeah two kids like, at this point. They've got yeah. they've got more than a decade of experience. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, like. Door is locked, and like, God forbid, you hear a sound somewhere in the house. Yeah, <laughs> it's like everybody stops. Can I Listen say we we also mentioned this in Mallrats minutes? She still got her socks on, which is a little. <laughs> <laughs> we went on. I think we went on for like fifteen minutes. 
Yeah, it's not very sexy with her socks on. I'll tell you that right now. Some of our pet peeves about sex scenes where socks still left on. Uh, women who go through the whole process with their bras on because oh, sure. you know if there's one thing I know women love it's keeping that bra on. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the first love thing they them. do when they walk in is take it off. Right. And laying in bed usually post coitus where you have the sheet across you. And it's right across the guy's waist and right across the woman's neck. That's true. Because that's Although how that one... Artfully draped. Yeah, yeah that one I'm, I'm willing to cut slack just because it's like, okay, this is obviously a symbol. You know, we're yeah. not even going to make a pretense that this is real. This is just, yeah, yeah. They could just, she could just be wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm supposed to be naked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, sex scene actually is... Uh, quite a bit like a sex scene in reanimator just in terms of like the very loud play acting that's going on so that might be the Stuart gordon influence on some level it's odd where they're like reenacting a scene from i spit on your grave i believe in reanimator let's <laughs> just know more about him than about this couple yeah yeah exactly Let's see, and then at some point we get to the dad is checking out a river, and uh, Forrest Whitaker just happens to, happens by. Chain smoking. With his beautiful mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, provides, and he's, you know, the guy who's going to provide a warning and not be believed, but I think of all people in Body Snatcher films who provide a warning and are not believed, he is the least believed. Like, yeah. He seems to be an expert. He seems to be very calm. He's like, right. you know, going about his things very well. And dad just cannot give a fuck. Right. Well, because yeah. in the other ones, it's <laughs> all like, it's like in the other films, they're all these hysterical housewives <laughs> that people don't believe. And now here we have a medical doctor on an army base. <laughs> and, 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 and if asked, the chemical or biological right. weapons have any effect on your mind, he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, think, I don't think he works with the EPA. Yeah, an army doctor comes to you <laughs> out of nowhere, asks you, "Could chemical or biological weapons have an effect on your, you know, your brain chemistry?" I think that should be a tip-off that he thinks something's oh. going on. Oh, no reason, no reason. Why? <laughs> no, Why would you ask? Unless I'm making a point about like Gulf War syndrome or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the dad was picked out of, you know, as a specifically the EPA guy who's not going to believe or find anything, and that's why he's performing this task. Yeah, they picked the worst EPA guy. That they <laughs> you think the aliens picked him? <laughs> no, humans picked him. That's what made. That's, that's what's so problem. sad. That's the that's sad why part. The, yeah. That's why all this was inevitable. <laughs> oh boy! And then we're in preschool where the kids all make the same painting of of. Uh, uh, and the teacher's walking around yeah, going, very is. good. Yeah. Yeah. Very well, good. I, I have a question. If they're all body snatched, why are they still having preschool? <laughs> just for the one. And how did they get yeah. all the kids? I mean, was that just a, a plan? Just like, well, kids, you get can just. all the kids first. Yeah, you can just lock them all up. And maybe the kids are disproportionately going to be the kids of the officers or something like that. I don't know. What but is they, that painting? It looks like graffiti <laughs> intestines. It is crazy. I thought it was a, a picture of the Mutaba virus from <laughs> It'd be great if they were all pictures of like Morrissey with a single tear or something like that. Uh, yeah. And then the and, one kid, like, they didn't think that would tip him off. <laughs> right. The one kid who didn't draw the picture, yeah. And he'll yeah, say he's... later, they wanted me to go to sleep and he left. But again, there's like eight kids in there plus the teacher. <laughs> 
I feel like they could very easily overpower him. <laughs> well, that's one thing, is these aliens, one thing I'm tracking as we go from movie to movie is the, the level of uh, pacifism amongst the aliens. Like These, these are ones the aren't most, very yeah, hand-on. No. Yeah, yeah these are hand-on. the most pacifist, which is interesting, because then, then you set them against the army guys. It's almost like this is the most... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I watch this movie. The army doesn't. The army doesn't fight back too much in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they do. When they do, they make a count though. Because <laughs> it seems like they could have gone in a direction of like, well, you know, you're in the army. You're sort of been body snatched already, stuff like that. But no, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> I, it's funny you say that because I thought that's how it was going to start when they uh-huh. first came on, Like I said, when they first came on the base, they're making it seem all weird. I'm like, oh, okay, I see where they're going with this. They're making it seem like these guys are already outside. Of their moment, because if you're a civilian and you're totally unused to how a military base works, it can be uh-huh. really weird. Yeah, <laughs> and it everything would make sense to you, but then that's not what happens. It's like we yeah, have no, that not for at 10 all. Minutes and then it just goes away. <laughs> I was just going through the scene with the kids in the paintings again. They never show the regular kids painting. He must really suck. He must. Really oh, they, no, so. they do eventually. No, they're the yeah, very, they very in. Yeah, I mean, it's just like just... all brightly colored and different and he's looking Oh, it's painting up now. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not that. a picture of anything in particular. No. I mean, it's not like he drew a house no. or something. No. It, really stand out. <laughs> it looks did... just as bad as the other painting. Yeah, it's, it's almost like he was trying to do their painting or something like <laughs> that. Yeah, but, it, but he had the wrong colors because yeah. his were different colors than the rest. And that teacher looks pissed off about his painting. Yeah. So then the kid runs away, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, runs into a uh, hot pilot dude right? and his friend. And, uh, oh, hot pilot guy. dude who we... already is body snatched. <laughs> oh, no, that's just his wooden acting. Oh, Jeff and I, snap. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeff and I actually talked about that hot pilot dude at work today. That's how <laughs> I was like, did you see the guy who keeps trying to give her to smolder over and over again? It was like, it reminded me, if you remove John Barenthal's personality, like, that's that guy. <laughs> Maybe that's why he survives so long. Like, they think that they're going top down in terms of rank, but they miss him because they think that he's been taken already. already, yeah. already <laughs> Wait, just think about did... that. Your most boring friend would survive this. He was like this. It's like, wait, you got him, right? No, I thought you got him. Oh, man. He's got that helicopter. Oh, my God. That's good. I'm then we get right now, walk up uh, to the house. He's doing the biggest douchey pilot swagger. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess he should be like this because not. I won't say this. Not all pilots are like this, but a significant amount are. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, why, why become one otherwise? <laughs> he's not even an officer. He's a warrant officer. It's not even the same thing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and then he just takes the kid and throws him in his car. Like this is right, yeah. weird too. Like nobody thinks he's stealing this kid right off. <laughs> It's like I'm in a horror film, so this kid must have a hot sister. Yeah, right. oh, well, <laughs> yeah. that's the plan. No, no, I've got questions here. He takes her to the house, so he's a chopper pilot. So he's 22. It'll be explained later that not only is she not legal to drink, but she's not old enough to leave the house yet. I'm only 17. I said it to my wife. I said, "How old is this girl we're watching?" I'm like, "Is she 15?" Because this is creeping me out. She's here. supposed to be 16. Yeah. I read. Because okay. uh, the actress was 23 when she played the role. Oh, I, ho- I hope so, because that. we yeah. should have said she was 18, because I got all kinds of problems with Scott. <laughs> yeah. she's, a, she's a more believable 16 than Trish yeah. the Dish. Uh, she is. <laughs> I was going to say, we just went through a whole year of a 15-year-old just all over a bunch of guys. It just, yeah. it's, it's disgusting. It's and, like, disgusting. It's <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> 
And so then I thought I'd come over here and get away from it. Nope, it's back. Nope. Yeah. It's back again. And we get a long meet cute between these guys. And the, the film really like takes a takes a break to like invest in this romance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna let this part draw out, even though oh, yeah. you know, rather than deal with stuff like what's going on in the base, what the aliens are doing, anything and like that. While they're flirting, I wonder what the dad and the other guy are talking about <laughs> in the background. Like, oh, here's your son we found wandering around. Well, that, guy, that, guy, oh, that, guy's li- that guy's literally his wingman. So he's like just keeping the dad as, as occupied as possible. This pilot guy can't even look in a window without trying to look safe. <laughs> But, like, yeah, the dad gives no reaction to, like, by the way, your son ran away from daycare today. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thanks, he guys. He definitely no-sells that completely. Look, and they open the door, and he's got that stare in his eyes again. I can't take this guy. I really can't take this guy. <laughs> so the sun goes down. We get soldiers pulling the pods out of the swamp water yeah. or right. something like that. Which yeah, that I had also sort of assumed, since this was, like, a chemical bio base, that they might change the story and have the weapons has somehow be involved with the body snatching or something like right. that. It's like, nope. I think that story's better. They don't <laughs> They don't really flush out the backstory <laughs> of these pods. Yeah, surprising. I mean, they sort it's, of hit at five or six different possibilities of where they came from. I mean, it's so 1978-ish that I guess I just fill it in with they just pods that fell from the sky. And yeah. the, only, the yeah. only important thing about yeah. the chemical weapons is that we later find out that they killed the aliens. <laughs> and, and again, I think I would be okay with that. Like, I could almost deal with an invasion of the Body Snatcher movie with all that stuff in the background. Like, you're watching a totally different story, yeah. and in the background you see all this creepy stuff starting to happen. But again, they hint at that, but then they don't do it. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it would sort of parallel like the uh, Night of the Living Dead movies where it's like, here it is in a farmhouse, here it is on a military base, here it is in a mall, all kind of possibly happening at the same time. And But yeah, not so much with this. <laughs> so we get, so the kid uh, walks in on his mom just as his mom deflates. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so creepy looking. It really was. Oh, yeah, Look, yeah that's that. pretty. I, I like the practical effects in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, well, I mean, they're. They're using the 78 effects as a template, I think, a lot. So they, they've got that advantage. Okay. So I think that's one reason they felt that they could do this on the cheap. But yeah, the fact that this kid saw that is something you could just write in for him the rest of the movie. I mean, that, that does like give give his performance a little extra the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. It's like, nobody believes me. <laughs> yeah, then you have Naked Mom from the neck right, down. Right. Very pro- specifically from the neck down coming out of the closet right yeah. after that. Yes, because in the credits it says... Meg Tilly's body double. So yeah, you know, it says yeah. May, it says Meg's body by Jennifer. That's right, which that's I right. always wondered because oh. Meg oh, yeah, does but... have a sister named Jennifer. Jennifer who has yeah. always struck me as very comfortable with her with herself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have actually both been asked in interviews, and they have both denied that Jennifer Tilly was her body double. <laughs> oh, okay, that, so that would be very odd if they were like, "Could we get this other working actress to be the body double instead of just having a model for like a hundred bucks?" <laughs> hey, you think you get your sister? Sister, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because she's she's only asking forty nine thousand for a nude scene, whereas you're asking fifty one thousand. So we decided like it was worth going, like doing this neck down shot. I like that the kid looks more scared of naked mom than he does. The- <laughs> yeah. mom. Kid's not having a great day. No. <laughs> Let's see, and then uh, oh, that's right. So we go out to the bar. <laughs> yeah, we we skip the oh, yeah, bar we, part. We have, yeah. Oh, that's right. Rebellious teen comes in. In the usual rebellious teen thing, is like, yo, come on, ho, we're going out to it. You're, we're going out drinking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the dad's totally like, oh, all right, yeah, person she's just met, yeah. go on. Yeah, Make sure she's she, back by midnight. Yeah, yeah. gives yeah. the least convincing lie ever, you know. Yeah. Well, he she doesn't even tell her to come at midnight. He says, "What time will you be home?" Right, and then she <laughs> says midnight. He's like, oh, "Okay, okay, midnight. okay, good, yeah, that's a good time." Yeah. 
Even though you were <laughs> trespassing earlier when this girl picked you up, but we don't fine. know what day of the week it is. We don't know if, if she doesn't seem to be in school, even though the kids. I guess the kids in daycare rather than. School. Well, I think it's summer because yeah, she says true. they're on a too much trip. They're spending their summer vacation right. on this four month road trip or something. Why is the kid in daycare if his mom is just has nothing to do but sit around the house? Listen, all day? My, my she's, got, <laughs> she's got a lot to do. <laughs> Mom, get out of the house. <laughs> she got a, he's got a lazy parents. That's why. Not she's to assign gender take roles. The trash or out every day. <laughs> dispose of her own body. Right? Yeah. That is not easy work. I'm going this, through this on mute right now. In the part where they leave the bar, it looks like something straight out of Twilight. It looks like <laughs> fog. Yeah, nothing important happens in the bar. I mean, like, you know, the, well, the MPs scene, pick up a guy and stuff. They but, see know. the guy from the gas station bathroom. Oh, that's right. But oh, he's taking right. over he does there. pop back up. Because she says, oh, that, that guy, the guy, he scared me. And he's like, "What? what's going on? What did you do to her? Like, immediately defensive, like he's known this girl forever. Yeah. And then the guy's like, I think your girlfriend's mistaken. And <laughs> or he's, she's had too much to drink. Drink, yeah, yeah. And... I was what? half expecting Pilot Guy to go, well, she's not officially my girlfriend. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> and everyone just, just like down. immediately his girlfriend. And then she's like, well, you know, the way. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you fight MPs for me? Right. Yeah, okay. Let's go. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> More importantly, when she gets home, eventually, like, you know, she they, they go out on the town. We don't really know what happens. Like, no. you know. Oh, that's right. Cause, There's uh, some hints. To, yeah, because rebellious girls like apparently get hooking happens. up with uh, yeah. with pilots buddy. Buddy, yep. So they go out to Inspiration Point or whatever. Eventually, they get home, and then she has the full on eighties movie teen versus dad confrontation. Yeah, you know. she's thirty minutes late. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's like doubling like every infraction that she's yeah. made, and she's and he's like, "Why do you act like this? It's because you don't pay attention to me unless I act like, this. <laughs> like they're very well, you know, for for." Such a dysfunctional family. They're very good at self-diagnosing. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, the kid's like, oh, yeah, she was 30 minutes late. My mother's dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's not my mommy. My mommy died. Which, you could totally have done something with that based on the fact that she's his stepmom, you know, and yeah. that maybe this is finally catching up with him like it was with the sister Again. or somebody... I thought they were going to do that. Somebody could posit. Somebody could posit that. You know, have any character say something about that? Like, nope. That's just left to the audience as an exercise. If you want to write that in, you can write that in yourself. Yeah, I felt like a lot was left for me to figure out. <laughs> so at this that point, I guess at least he and the sister are kind of on the same page as right. far as that part, even though they mean different things by it. Well, at that point, they seem to like start liking each other, and she becomes very invested in this little boy. Whereas before, she seems like take him or leave him. <laughs> so it's not long after that that we have... Actually, one of my favorite moments of the movie is in the morning where the dad says, So, do you want to go back to daycare or do you want to spend the day with mommy? <laughs> <laughs> and the kid just is like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what, that is like Sophie's choice there. What do you pick? Yeah, absolutely anything. For Scylla or Charybdis, which yeah. one do you like? Could I be suspended upside down above a fire or something? Yeah. Just... Why can't I hang out with my sister? <laughs> That's true. Maybe Can like, that be keep... an option? Yeah, keep her out of trouble or something. <laughs> oh, man. So then we have a barrel fallover for no particular reason. Right. Like, they're moving barrels around. <laughs> I love 
<laughs> and even though like they're it, aliens, they're apparently not very careful moving no. them around because he's like, hey, look out, be careful with that. And then immediately <laughs> it falls. Well, they had like two barrels on that forklift. Forklift. They can't move it once at a time. No. I've driven a forklift two. before. If you watch them when they pick it up, they have it on the very, very edge <laughs> of the forks. That's not how you carry stuff. <laughs> That's why it gets. To, that's why it comes off the front because like all the weights up there. Yeah, it's like you're supposed to drive the forklift all the way in. You're asking for it to tip over. Look, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's on like the the very front like foot of the forks. <laughs> I think we need some narration there. Like we should have known there was something wrong when they didn't know how to operate. Forklifts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at it! It's that hanging was, off the great. forklift. If uh, invasion of the body snatchers happens, but like. They're morons. They can't operate any of <laughs> They can't, they can't drive cars. They can't do anything. That would be great. <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, he Dad gets a little freaked out by the fact that one of them gets burned and doesn't seem to react very much about yeah. it or anything. And they're like, we'll take care of this. And then I guess he's, that's when he makes the phone call. It's like, I've got these samples I need mm-hmm. analyzed, which you get that pretty much every Invasion of the Body Snatchers right, movie right. and almost never hear anything about it. And uh, this is one of those cases where you never hear anything. About it. Yeah, you either never hear anything about it or you find out that the guy they sent it to was already taken. Like <laughs> or it gets intercepted on the way. Right. Uh, and then it's night at the house, and this is supposed to be big family gets taken overnight, I guess. So like, oh, you know, yeah, she takes the bath. Right? Yeah, yeah. Gabrielle in, it gets her fifty thousand dollar bonus, for <laughs> the first of several for uh, you know, <laughs> right. for taking her bath. And uh, then dad is being taken over by mom. But the other thing that the aliens didn't calculate is the flimsiness of drop ceiling. <laughs> and if you're going to like grow an entire human-like thing in a drop ceiling, yeah. the drop this ceiling is, is going to collapse. This is what I always wonder about alien <laughs> intelligences. I'm like, <laughs> you didn't understand that if your four-pound pod suddenly became a 105-pound person, <laughs> that it was going to crash through the ceiling? <laughs> Also, they, I assume they gotta have something in those little tendrils that keep you asleep. Oh yeah, I think that's because that's, if I was that's established. asleep in a bathtub and something crawled across oh, my skin, as soon as it touched, I would have freaked out. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, this is something that uh, last week I suppose did, but then when I recorded in the future, will uh, become important <laughs> in the seventy-eight one because there's this one taking that could only happen if as soon as one of those tendrils touches you, you pass out. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Uh, the Leonard Nimoy thing, particularly. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of these are like, it, I always assume it's got to have some sort of like effect on you. It's almost like you have like a mosquito kind of numbs you when it's injecting you. Yeah, a mosquito or leeches or something yeah. like that. So like if you're awake, Spiders. you'll see it because your senses are all going. But like for some reason, if you're asleep, it can bypass you. I feel like we're thinking about this a lot more than they did. Yes, oh, yeah. I think so. They were like, well, they did this in the 70s. Everyone will just accept it. <laughs> so, yeah, she gets woke, woken up by basically her own body falling on her <laughs> ceiling. Well, before that happens, the dad and mom are in the bed, and the mom's not acting like a monster. So he should have knew she was an alien at that point. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we playing the game. Yeah, why are you acting like a monster again? <laughs> I'm just going to give you a back massage. It's fine. Well, you never give me a back massage. Something's going on. Here. This is no, weird. that's why I have this baby oil right here <laughs> on the side of the bed. So, sis gets out of the bath, uh, bathtub, runs over to uh, see mom and dad, and then, like, seems like she takes quite a while to come to the conclusion that she should pull all that stuff out of dad. But she, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, looks well, she shakes him by the shoulders for like a quality yeah. of two minutes. <laughs> And once again, Meg Tilly is completely hands-off. You know, she's like, oh, let's see how this develops. You know? 
Dad's covered in moving spaghetti. I understand they're, why they're not stepping in at first. I'm like, okay, yeah. she's just letting this happen. But like now that the situation's out of control, I feel like this is the moment to step in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it just seems like... Because I'm sort of wondering, like, especially in these pod person ones, are they, these things that grow, were they individuals before they started growing? Is this like, you know, your friend Maury from the last planet? And oh, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> they killed Phil. In this case, definitely not. She just does not care that these things are going to die if she doesn't do anything. It's well, like... <laughs> well, isn't that, that's their whole thing, though, because it's about the race. It's not about yeah, the individual, so it doesn't matter. But you, you would think if she is being so hands-off, this is happening in houses all over the... The the camp. So why in this one house do they do they manage to like tear all the stuff off all of them? Everybody else, nope, slept through it. <laughs> why? This was the one house that had poor weight ratios. Well, you know that's it's, it's selection bias. You know, we're watching the story that that was going to come here. Like... We just followed it from an earlier point. You know, we didn't watch those stories because they didn't end very interestingly. <laughs> Not that this one. Well, we'll see. Good. <laughs> so, uh, so they wakes up. Wakes up, Dad. Dad is now properly uh, spooked about this whole situation, <laughs> and then he tries to get everybody to go, including Mom. And he's like, "We've got to go." And then, like, Mate Tilly delivers possibly horrible, possibly wonderful speech. Oh, yeah. Some combination of the two of them. Says, Steve, this is important. Go where? <laughs> go. Where? Right. <laughs> okay, so we won't leave. We'll just let them take us over then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's often the case, especially the, you, when, when the aliens are trying to talk you down. They, they never provide a plan, you know, a reason why. Right. It's like, okay, maybe it is pointless to keep shooting you in the head, but they don't give you a plan B that's any better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what would you do? Tell me what you want to do then. You know, that's all. There's, it doesn't make any sense there. Because it's not like you're... Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love her line. Her line delivery of, where are you going to run? Yeah. Where are you going to hide? is it was indelibly marked in my mind and i know for a fact kevin smith cribbed it and put it in something oh gotcha and i cannot remember where it is maybe we'll find it maybe we'll find Acor- it yeah according to wikipedia it's been used <laughs> that that speech has been sampled in at least two different songs like you know pro- probably in the industrial sort of vein in techno industrial sort of vein so you could easily hear that in a my life with a thrill kill cult something or something like that <laughs> I, yeah, when I first looked up, where are you going to run? Where are you going to hide? Psalm twenty-seven. <laughs> oh, wow! That's not the same Ooh. translation. I would. Think. Yeah, it says you're going to run and you're going to hide. Here's what you need to understand: there's only one true place of shelter. I guess. I mean, sort of. <laughs> so Gabrielle finally has her dream come true, which is her dad disobeys her mom and, and runs off. So stepmom. Her stepmom, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah this film, if I, I was just thinking about it, could be sort of a gender-reversed Fright Night, in a way, because Fright Night, I think, is in a way about the son being afraid that his mom's going to become involved mm-hmm. with a new person. You know, yeah. this is the daughter, afraid that her dad will. <laughs> Jeff might be taking care of his dog. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, the pod people have Maybe, him, Maybe they got him. Know. Yeah, maybe they got him. Yep. It was right at the scream, too, when, when he disappeared, so... <laughs> Yeah, raise your hand if you're still a regular person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere, so somewhere before we got to this point, there was that scene where Meg Tilly is standing in the kitchen, and she looks out the window at the neighbor, who's another, I oh, guess, with the baby. Person, with the baby. Per- yeah. For like 25 minutes, they're looking at each other. <laughs> it's sort of like... Yeah. I, I wasn't sure. You think sure you've got what... it bad. I've got this baby. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to do with this baby? <laughs> I guess it's really hard to turn the 
baby into a pod person? I don't know. I have a friend who uh, has had a couple of kids since immunity started, and every season she's like, are you going to write babies into this one? <laughs> I want to know what happens to babies. Really want to know about immunity's babies. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, apparently they didn't, even though they changed it to all those preschool kids, they didn't. Right, not the baby. It seems like the baby, maybe, yeah, it's too small. It has to be bigger. Your, your baby pod. must be at least bigger than the pod itself in order for the pod. Like, the pod can't shrink down to baby this, size. It can only grow. It must this be this is, tall to ride this ride. <laughs> this is the one where you see the weird fetal being inside the pod, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what, like, before yeah. it breaks through the drop yeah. ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, for quite a while. as I <laughs> And the unformed, weird, blonde-haired girl, too, was strange. Oh, yeah. Back then, yeah, when she first... You get the unformed dad... Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they're cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then what? We go to uh, Hot Pilot again, huh? Trying to talk his way out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the roommates. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. And then the dad takes them to a hiding place and then, you know, says, okay, I'm going away. This is in every immunities. They're like, I mean, everybody statures. They go and the, the, the main person... Put, parks the other play people in some place safe, and right. is like, I'm gonna go get help, and then. But you, at least there's at least either an explicit or an unstated. But if I don't come back, you yeah. know, go off. But it's like, nope, nothing bad is going to happen. I'll take right. care of you, but uh, you I'm just... not gonna take care of you with me. I'm gonna take care of you from far, far away. <laughs> there's, there's no other plan. I'm leaving, and that's it. You stay here. I guess you're supposed to just live there forever if he doesn't. Come. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you children here, yeah. unprotected. Yeah. No weapon. No, I was just saying. No, here's a knife. Here's a rake. Something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he does the you know, try to call for help thing. Right. Oh wait, no. He he overhears uh, Forrest oh, Whitaker he... trying to call for help, and he does the I didn't tell you my name, which is straight out of Donald Sutherland in '78. Except Donald Sutherland isn't on a military base, calling from his office phone. I think it's also in uh, <laughs> the one from the '50s with the operator. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think it. But in this case, there's probably an operator who has a little light on that's like, oh, this is the doctor calling from the doctor. Yeah, office. it's in all of them. I, I think it happens to Nicole Kidman as well. Oh, in, yeah, you're right. Invasion. So it's fun, to, it's fun to relive the classics even when they don't even apply. <laughs> yeah, so he meets with Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, oh, Arlie Ermey, who we've seen a couple times as the base commander. Oh, yeah, uh, shows up. Yeah. I completely missed Classic. his introduction. Oh, it's too bad Jeff's missing this part. But <laughs> I do love the part where Arlie Ermey is like, have you ever served? And like, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, then you know nothing about chemical warfare. It's like, are you, are you asking if I served in World War One? <laughs> <laughs> All you had to do was serve and you should know. If you know <laughs> Maybe it's not sufficient, but it's necessary. Like, you can... <laughs> it's part of basic training. <laughs> exactly. How much about chemical warfare do you know? I mean, it's a lot of books, right? I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> unless there's something going on I don't know about. <laughs> I got five minutes. Tell me everything you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Arlie Ermey's been taken now. And like, yeah, he does the, uh, just give us the gun, Doctor, which we sort of talked about. It's like, why, why should I do that? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not until the invasion that we get the full on, like, no, I'm just going to shoot you all in the head one by one, no matter how long it takes type thing. So we have that to look forward to. And then the dad seems to get away from that, and well, you know. he takes his own life, right? The doctor. Oh yeah, that's right. The doctor shoots himself. Yeah. Yeah. Look at my soul. Be, yeah. yeah, and then the, yeah, you think the dad escapes. This is where I didn't know what happened at this. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 
I, I think that you could make... Okay, so so for those who haven't seen the movie but are following around along just for the fun <laughs> of it, the dad shows up in a Jeep. Yeah. He gets the keys to... He, he's he, All he wants from Forrest Whitaker is his keys. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> like, right. Apparently, that's the only way... You know, he's useless. He, he cannot... You know, unless he has keys, he cannot get up like a car goes. So he... It's like the family car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you ran away from a house. <laughs> so he... Uh, uh, the, his wife never lets him have the keys, <laughs> he, unless he defeats the monster first. But the uh, gets the keys, he drives up to the kids, and then he tells them they can be fooled, stacked emotionless. Yeah. Right? And then the daughter gets it into her head that he's an alien, but I don't know what convinces at, her. At this point, <laughs> at this point, when the daughter starts to figure it out, my wife turned to me and said, "When did he fall asleep?" And I said, I have no idea when the hell he fell asleep. He hasn't been going that long. He had to fall asleep to turn into an alien. And why why yeah. is he giving her tips about how to like find from the aliens? Yes. And, and also, he, there's nothing that we see of him that's out of character for this dad. No. You know, because he's he's sort of a sleepwalker already. <laughs> and so it's... all the way up to the point, and so you know, then hot pilot shows up, right. and you know, and she's like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> Which you know, most people in these situations are like, you know, okay, shoot the others, but don't shoot my dad. You right. Know? right. You, I, I, he's still my dad. She's like, I don't care about the others. Just shoot my dad. Now, if somebody just starts yelling, shoot him. Do you just shoot the person? No. <laughs> Absolutely. I, in in why? a body snatcher Can you situation. Tell me why? It's hard to know what, what to do in a body snatcher. True. I think this you, you just assume we're in a body snatcher situation. This person knows this, their loved one better than I do. They're the expert on it. I, I guess I'll just do whatever they say. I may have do. handed her a gun and said, you shoot him. Oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> you want it so bad, you shoot. Yeah, well, she does. But And then he starts bleeding. And I was thinking he would just like oh, yeah. land on the ground. And it would be just was... like, yeah, you just murdered your dad. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I thought happened until he started to be like. The shrivel up. Although we don't yeah. see any, I don't think we see any of the other aliens shrivel up like that when they die. The only person yeah. who shrivels up is the mom when the she's mom. being taken right. over. Yeah. So that could be just him succumbing to the alien thing. Yeah, you know, possibly he never was taken over. He was. <laughs> she just had him shot for no reason, <laughs> other than being a crappy dad. He does bleed a lot, unlike the man with the barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, he doesn't really bleed. <laughs> So that's my fanon. My fanon is that Terry Kinney was was never taken over. He just like he, <laughs> she just let his daughter down one too many times, <laughs> and then melt it. She's been looking for any excuse since he uh, yelled at her for coming home late. That's true. Well, in no body snatcher movie do we know what happens if you've been infected with the alien thing, but you know you haven't been taken over yet, and then something else kills you. <laughs> oh, so this right. is where we're seeing. Yeah, it. this may be what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then the helicopter makes an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> This is what makes it all worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The helicopter guy has to talk his way past his roommate. They try the... Uh, <laughs> I fucked your girlfriend. Yeah, in 78, they test people by having a dog with a human face walk by them and see if they get freaked out. Here, you tell people that you fucked their girlfriend and see if they Yeah, see if they freak that, out. That's what you yeah. call Classic like a... 90s moment. <laughs> that's what you call a lower budget. <laughs> And of course, he doesn't react yeah. because. Well, because he's a bad actor and he doesn't react. Right, exactly. <laughs> Can't tell the difference. Yeah. yeah, these are definitely alien. Yeah, the aliens in this one are like very low on the spectrum of like, do they have some sort of mind meld right. or even just implicit communication with each other? They seem a little antagonistic. Yeah, yeah they really do. <laughs> okay, he's got a tude, but I guess, you know what? The, I guess that's how we are. That's one cocky then, alien you got there. <laughs> Sometimes it becomes unclear whether or not they're taken over because they actually do show some emotions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then 
Like they're trying to trick the people into emoting back at them, and then yeah, and Mom yeah. seems she's not emotionless about it being an alien. She's yeah. stoked about being an alien. <laughs> yeah, oh, she loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, my life was crap, right. and now it's excellent. And she was so good at her, her own husband yeah. didn't know she changed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like <laughs> he he goes to get that helicopter while he's doing it. Sis and Bro get grabbed and taken right. to the hospital. Right. So he has to do continue to do his act all the way through the hospital while he's watching constant, countless other people get taken. Or you know, usually they're just they just happen to succumb and deflate like right as he's walking well, by. Also, <laughs> no one seems to mind that he's choppered from one side. One one side of the base to the other side. <laughs> no, no one notices that this helicopter landed. This land right there. Yeah. yeah. The aliens, I guess, they have a very two-dimensional... Just, like, they never developed, like, flying machines back on their home right. planet. So they, no, no, no one knows what radar it. is. No one's <laughs> tracking the flight pattern of these helicopters. Just... Yeah, he, he tells his roommate, I noticed, that they need light support. Which, I guess, maybe that just means that he's supposed to, like, be shining a spotlight down right. on people who are running right. away or something like is, that. But... Is that how you ask for that light support? I need light support? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm only familiar with it from that this very movie. I've never so. heard that before in my life. I, and I didn't notice it the first like two times I watched the movie, only the third time. <laughs> so yeah, the hospital is quite a hospital of horror. So like your Fangoria magazine types get to see just people yeah. in every single stage uh-huh. of the transformation. <laughs> every room, every stage. <laughs> yeah, that was a very 80s slash 90s sort of thing. Like, yeah. Including like, the screaming person that they're dragging in. Yeah. In lieu of plot, we're just going to keep throwing this special effect <laughs> at you because we, we know that you love it. <laughs> and- and the one pretty girl we got in the movie, we're going to make sure she's naked when we change her. I don't know why they took <laughs> oh, her yeah, clothes Oh, yeah, that's off. exactly where I was going. Yeah, just... that, oh, yeah, she's just standing there. Yeah, There's just yeah. a suspicious amount of nudity at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like... Oh, yeah, especially, like, the new pod person version yeah. of uh, Gabrielle. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. she's just, like, Completely hey. naked. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. It is the pod person. Okay, I was thinking it was her. No, it's the pod person that sits it's, off. It's unclear to me at what point... Like, the pot person is up walking around. <laughs> yeah, exactly, talking. and she hasn't collapsed yet. Yeah. Right, right. How long before your your yeah. actual body goes? Before? Yeah, it's it seems to be a little later than in seventy eight that your body goes because like you yeah. know mom is already standing up in the closet right yeah. before that door opens. I guess so. So yeah. <laughs> But I, and what, it would have been fun here is if Gabrielle woke up and is like, "Stop staring at her." I, I want to know why this. That's alien, my body. Why does this alien know to be like totally sexy too? Looking at. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make any sense at all. None. <laughs> and then he pulls the spaghetti off, and she starts to. Yeah, this collapse. Yeah, collapse. <laughs> Even though she was fine two seconds ago. Yeah, exactly, and the. Uh... But yeah, it's definitely established in this even more so than in most like Invasion of the Body Snatchers movies that the only important thing is saving the people you care about. The entire rest of the world can go oh, yeah. to hell. <laughs> yeah, I walk past ten people to get to you, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's not like you were any easier to save than they would have been. It's no. just you're the one who, who I'm focused on. So. He almost certainly knew some of those people, too. He also picks her up and carries her out of there while the other naked alien is flopping around for another ten <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah and then they have the fight about whether or not she's gonna go back oh for the for brother. the brother yeah, yeah exactly which no you're not <laughs> <laughs> sorry you could have been that attached to him he's only like five 
true. Yeah, and it's almost lucky the aliens resolved that one for them, or they yeah. would have just stood there all day. You know? Right, yeah. When she meets the friend who tries to oh, fool yes. her by acting like herself, which yeah. is another one where we can see that they do that, and then gives us the scream. I guess that's right. the second time we get the scream, because Meg Mom. Tilly does the scream earlier. Oh, she yeah. does, yeah. So yeah, another one drawing this one directly back to 78, as we get the, they're the only two that have the scream. Yeah, then Andy shows up. Not suspicious at all. Here's the kid running towards the helicopter. But yeah, the kid was a, a level of actor where once again, yeah, we can have no. There, there's no clue like whether no. he's pod person or not. No, he's just right. like, well, he's always been. They're not in the least bit suspicious that this child just could be running around the base. Pod people would care. Well, I mean, that's how he lived his life apparently up till now. Yeah. So, like running from daycare, running everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they cared enough to put him in the ambulance and take him to the medical center with her. But then they didn't care what happened to him. So <laughs> he must be fine. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't convert him at all. <laughs> so what happened What happened in, in context here? Did, were they all standing over there and they're telling the kid, go run, run to the <laughs> run to the <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because once again, they don't have a mind meld. Or no, anything right, like that. Yeah. You, to... you're going to have to save us. Go, go, kid. Yeah, go. or the kid, or the kid came up with this. He's like, "Oh, that's my sister. I've got an idea. Let me go, and and, yeah. and I'll bring this helicopter down." <laughs> <laughs> this is an excellent plan. <laughs> It works out well for him too. Just yeah. yeah, they go up in the helicopter with the kid, and then the kid goes all Chucky on them. Yeah, yeah he doesn't. Have... <laughs> it's the problem with children as pod people; they don't have the patience to wait, <laughs> or the strength that they. Yeah. <laughs> they could. They could have waited till they landed. Yeah. They're safe Something. in a hotel. Everyone goes to sleep. Stole his he gun. He brings out the pods. Right. That's true. Yeah. He doesn't have any pods on him. Though. Like... <laughs> the pods are everywhere. <laughs> And now the movie proper begins. Yeah. Which, well, well, there's the fight with him, and then there's he gets thrown out of the helicopter, and we get the world's worst falling oh, shot. Oh my god! And looking back, <laughs> Jeff and I on Mallrats Minute were just talking about the the shark and jaws, the shark and jaws when it's moving towards the glass. He looks almost like that. He looks like a, a cutout. He looks like a cutout when they when he's dropped. His hair's not even blowing. It's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I think there were better shots like that. Uh, yeah, that. That shot was done better at various points of the silent era. Than yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. But then and the important... Then, then it becomes CSI Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and then flying around. And we'd seen earlier Arlie Ermey, like, you know, telling various trucks where to go. Like, uh-huh. you know, because that's the best time to tell them. Is, uh, you go here. Yeah, you go here. You go here. And maybe like driving by. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, they can hear him. <laughs> yeah, they have enhanced hearing apparently. It'd be a, you know, to like all these different army bases that they're going to spread this to apparently. And the uh... <laughs> and the, the the couple of like fly around for a little bit, and then oh, then it turns out they're actually flying after the convoy, and they start Wait, blowing right. shit. Well, yeah. they have another voiceover here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some voiceover narration. Poetic voiceover right. over explosions. Yeah. <laughs> And it basically comes down to, oh, you're going to try to spread pacifism, eh? Not on our planet. Kaboom! Your superior intelligence is no match for our puny weapons. We're going to blow shit up now. And we got so many weapons (laughs) on this one copter. And don't you think the military would have sent him back and took her, like, somewhere else? They sent her back with the helicopter? You go with them and blow shit up. Go ahead. And as he's leaving, it's like, should we do something about this? It's like, oh, no, who's going to believe them? Right. Of course, they're like, we don't care about being believed. We care about blowing shit up. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of shit blowing up, too. 
And then oh, finally, yeah. there's a reason to have the chemical weapons there because then they can they can blow hit the chemical oh, weapons yes, building, and course, theoretically, yes. that causes oh, yeah. the aliens to all melt. Oh, I see. Yeah, see, they're laying on the see ground. It to like two. Oh. <laughs> there's the lady laying in the fetal position. Get, oh yeah, that's it's, right. It's amazing in all of these movies how much flammable material the aliens leave lying around. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, Donald like Sutherland, yeah. I'm sure I talked about this last week, even though I haven't talked about it yet. But you know about how. Donald Sutherland dropping light bulbs on yes, things causes yes. them to just, just explode with flame. <laughs> light bulb technology has come a long way since 78. <laughs> yeah, if they had like today, you know. No, they had actual gaslight in yeah, those. Yeah, like, if they had today's echo friendly bulbs, the aliens would have like been, been way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> And so it seems like, it seems like humanity's won, but then we have like so the, basically your Freddy Krueger ending at the end. It's like a, you know we're landing at the airport, but are we okay or are we not? Flashback to Mom's line would indicate that you're not, because she said that there's no one like you yeah. left, but that was demonstrably not true. Because so, <laughs> so there were other people being taken in like all the time. I didn't catch this the first time. They take off in the helicopter at the end of that last scene. Then they mm-hmm. just go blow shit up. They never went yes. and reloaded no, they or never nothing. Went re- That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've never even had known. So many weapons. Oh on my it. god! It'd be kind of cool if they'd done some sort of thing where they blew up the convoy, blew up everybody around the armory yeah. or something like that. Then landed by the armory, reloaded, come back thought, up again. <laughs> I thought they went to another military base, got more weapons, and came back. That's why I was saying they would just let her come with them to blow shit up. No, they, they hung around. No, no they literally just do it. Oh. They have infinite I, ammo. Wow. I, on, some, on some blog post I was reading about this movie, someone said that we should have just sent that one helicopter to Iraq. Everywhere. <laughs> Finish the war, just like that. They blew a lot of stuff up with that one helicopter. Wow. So many weapons. So many. Because <laughs> those convoys were going to a lot of forts. Yeah. <laughs> she also doesn't, like, game... They, they, you know, they, you should blow up the first one in the convoy so the yeah. second one smashes into the first one. But no, he's just no, sort of doing them at random. Just yeah. spraying <laughs> them with bullets. <laughs> Bombs. And nobody thinks to, like... Well, I guess they're aliens, so they just follow orders so they don't just run out going, of the truck yeah. or something like that. Detour. <laughs> Yeah, there's at least 10 missiles on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just rewound it and started watching the blow-up scene again. Well, there's two weights. I, I literally thought they went and reloaded. No, no. <laughs> they knew they what they had to do. I like the yeah, one. So- they blow up like a gas station. It says U.S. Army on it, and the letters come flying right at the screen. Like <laughs> right, it's the gas station from the beginning. It's like, <laughs> you were part of this story too, gas station. <laughs> yeah. I think you're getting away. <laughs> <laughs> So they must believe that the gas station attendants were pod people, you know, even though that wasn't really established. Yeah, who knows how many regular people they killed when they did this, too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we've already shown that she's not too concerned about that. Collateral <laughs> damage. Had, right. Had, his, had her father shot. She's got the one person she cares about in this world. She's known him for a week. Yeah. <laughs> So, and if anybody thinks that this is the Body Snatcher movie with the most disappointing ending, then you should, like, you'll tune in, you'll, you'll, you should tune in next week, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, the movie is over. So, hey. 
did we just have a spooky so maybe they're like just landing in another alien trap or no, maybe yeah. they're not right but, who like, knows perhaps even they're their infinite up... ammo has run out they can't just like start, they just start blowing up the whole world just assuming everyone is alien <laughs> they were setting up the sequel that never came yeah, exactly they fo- not even close they focus on this air traffic controller with the sun behind them <laughs> and that's the end of it <laughs> oh yeah that's right that guy yeah yeah <laughs> Nice sun shot behind them. Sunset. Which, once again, if if they'd been establishing some sort of, well, if you know, people are dressing in uniforms, just following orders, can right. you tell if they're aliens or not? Right. That like, would have been another example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This guy, he's wearing goggles. You don't know him. He's just acting repetitively. Maybe he's an alien. But they've laid absolutely you know, no, no groundwork nope. for that. No. <laughs> Did not put that much thought behind the script. <laughs> Okie dokie. So the movie itself being over, uh, I was going to just mention a couple uh, things comparing it to Immunities. One that's fun, I can't remember exactly where this happens. I think, oh, it's when they're trying to talk Forrest Whitaker down. Okay. You get the aliens sort of all talking. It's like, yeah, come on, join us, join us, join us, join us, join us. Which is kind of like the chorus of Unity mm-hmm. sort of thing, kind of like in season three. So that's a thing, which you don't really get in other Invasion you know, Invasion yeah. of the Body Snatchers, usually Body Snatchers, they have one appointed guy who talks, and everybody else is just an extra, so they're right. not going to talk. Right. <laughs> so that was a nice little change there. <laughs> yeah, we've got pod people rather than infection, so that's less like immunities. Uh, they become active very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> I, the thing I, that struck me as most in common with all the movies and um, immunities is the fact that they have to go to sleep oh yeah 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 the sleep is key. yeah so the fear of fear of sleep and what happens to us when we're asleep we can't you know right. you, when you're really asleep things can happen around you and you have no idea what's going on i sleep like a yeah. rock too so it really yeah. makes me nervous <laughs> when i lived in philadelphia my house got robbed while i was sleeping on the couch That's oh, oh no yeah yeah so. i uh <laughs> when i was young i slept through a hurricane oh yeah so <laughs> i've slept through many things i think <laughs> parents were like the roof got taken off <laughs> you literally <laughs> <a> hurricane yeah <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> uh let's see these aliens are actually more pacifistic than the immunities aliens i would say most like, definitely. like yeah. on, on the pacifism scale they are the most pacifistic <laughs> so i guess once again would make an interesting contrast to the army guys if they were going in that direction but you know, if, now, they, if, they were tra- if this movie was trying to make any kind of point but I don't know. now the immunities aliens aren't very violent though they no they don't they're not naturally violent no. like I, I think they, they don't really have an adrenal response mm-hmm. I do remember Shelly one time saying if you do that again I'm going to put you in the hospital I do remember <laughs> yeah that exactly yeah. so she can if she wants to yeah but, yeah yeah and once again it seems like that's a point where she's becoming more human almost mm-hmm. you know, also but, yeah yeah yeah, that, that, that's that's a good memory. And they're definitely willing to shoot people and stuff like that, but it's sort of established that they're not very good at it. Right. Which is why the immune were supposed to just sort of run amok for a while until the truce you know, came in, you know, like just blowing shit up. <laughs> but the one thing that goes with them is that these aliens seem to be pretty much true believers. They don't seem to be lying about what they're offering, even if it's kind of dumb. But the, uh, <laughs> please join our stupid, our dumb collective. Please. No one wants your communism. Please let us make a, a copy of you and melt you. <laughs> but really, you're the same person. At least with immunities, your body doesn't melt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. And as the seasons go on, you can tell that, that people are still in there. You know, yeah. so it's yeah, a yeah, better yeah. than this, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing in Immunities I do is establish, establish the pre-apparent personality, which just so few of these films seem to do. Right. You, know, you either see people one way or the other, so you can't really feel, or, you know, they're so badly acted that you can't really tell. Yeah. 
so that we're still maybe, wondering. Maybe the invasion does that slightly better. Yeah, the invasion has some of that, like yeah. with the, the husband character. Yeah, Although you don't see enough of him early in the secretary and stuff. Yeah. The uh, the invasion aliens though are not true. It, 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 they are I seem much more duplicitous than these guys. Yes. Right. But they also clearly retain their human selves as well. Yeah. In that so, one, because they and they're smarter too. at the end. Yeah, so yeah. in a way, they're more like us, and that's what makes yeah. them more more like liars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then there's no sense of anybody, you know, like the, the invasion affects everybody equally, so that's very different. The, the body snatches affect everybody equally in this, so there's no, uh, other than babies, yeah. apparently. Right. Yeah, no babies. Right. <laughs> in this one. So in the that's... invasion, they have immune. Yeah, too. exactly. They use the word over and over again. Yeah. yeah. You have that to look forward to. Yeah. Tune in next week for the exact moment where I was inspired to do immunities because there's one specific line that caused it to happen. Now I'm going to have to watch The Invasion. I've never seen it. <laughs> you don't have to watch it. You can just listen to our version. <laughs> I don't want to discourage you're people not gonna, from watching you're it. You're not going to miss it. <laughs> it's free on Amazon Prime right now, so you could watch it on, with, on mute like while listening to our podcast and see if it lines up. Maybe have like Dark Side of the Moon going on. <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> you could just fill it. Yeah, you just have screens all around you. Okay, I think yeah, that pretty... I, mm, I yeah. think of the four, this one has the least in common with immunities to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd be willing to go with that, yeah. Yeah. Of the ones I've the, seen, I've only seen two of them, the, but yeah. yeah all, all, the only place where yeah, the only place where it really wins immunities-wise is... Uh, the, the sincerity level of the aliens. Right. And that's because they're so stupid that they can't be anything <laughs> right, sincere. Right. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, do either of you have any last comments about this movie you'd like to make? Uh, <laughs> I, I was okay. It was okay. It wasn't great. I got to say that. I watched this the first time I've seen it. Uh, my wife actually turned to me and said, um, I'm glad I wasted my time with that one. <laughs> so, but she's not a, a big science sci-fi fan anyway. So maybe we're, oh. we're driving to Florida this year. Maybe I'll make her watch, listen to Immunities on the way down. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> my uh, my fiancé commented on the weird angles that these this was shot at oh, and 78 he was both of them he was like all of these movies are like required to shoot at crazy camera angles mm-hmm. where you're like looking at the side of someone's face and well i feel like yeah. everybody's trying to be john carpenter yeah. i mean i feel like th- yeah. this feels a lot like halloween or yeah. something i thought the aliens they were... were filming it so i just <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely going for mood in this one yeah yeah I mean, I found it an easy watch. I mean, just yeah. because I like, grew up in the '80s, and so it felt very, yeah, it awesome. felt very comfortable to me. Like, also, you know, like I love an hour and a half movie now. I <laughs> three, four hour movie. Give me an hour and a half movie. I don't care what it is. I can make it. Through. <laughs> and it's not like a movie. Like one thing, the invasion has against it is they're constantly retreading the same steps right. over uh, and over again. It's, okay, now we have a chase, and now we she's locked in a room, and now we have a chase, and now she's locked yeah, in a room. This one like, this so one's bad. always kind of moving forward. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of barreling in. I, I didn't hate it. Like I said, it, it was it was my first watch of it. I would watch it again. My wife would not. She will not watch it again. <laughs> it was, I think it was also nice because you didn't uh, see all the people having a fake struggle against sleep in this one. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, you had that in all the others. Yeah, we just were, skipped that. Yeah. Yeah. The In the original one, you got a sense of time passing and why they were tired. Okay. You got less of that 
in the 70s one. And mm. then by the time you got to the invasion, there was absolutely no reason for Nicole Kidman to be falling asleep. <laughs> so they, they were not fighting it at all at that point. Yeah. Huh? I'm just tired. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me some more Mountain Dew. It's I had a glass of wine. What four hours out. <laughs> I just took all of the drugs in this drugstore that are made of speed <laughs> I'm still falling asleep. And I'm a psychiatrist, so yeah. I know which ones those are. Yeah, you know, like, it's like, well, this will go well with this and yeah. this, and then I'll just chug some Chug some Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, whereas in the 50s, they're like, yeah, we need to stay up as long as possible. You want another right. bourbon? Can I fill up your yeah. glass? <laughs> they're, just, they're just drinking. Drinking, constantly. drinking, If you drinking. just keep drinking, you'll stay awake. <laughs> they also made the wise decision to split up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, not having the sleep thing, that's cool. That that saves mm-hmm. you some time. And I guess in a way that's a byproduct of this is the only one where you're like newcomers moving into the area yeah, yeah. where the body snatching is happening as opposed to it's happening all around right. you. Oh, right. They're just showing up there. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. they've got – so that that's, you know, one less day that they have to stay up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they fall asleep at normal times. Right. Because, yeah, because all the rest happen. You know, the aliens try to get them one night and then the, all the rest of it is just the yeah. next day – is that night through the next morning basically. Right. Now, why I, I often question even like any any of the ones where you fall asleep. Why not like lock yourself in a vault and sleep and then wake <laughs> back up and go? You can't. They can't get in. That's true. Well, those tendrils can probably get under a door frame and stuff. Yeah, like that. They but were, yeah, you'd they have to find. Some, they sort of free, Yeah, they sort of skip over the whole like you, there needs to be a pod thing sometimes. You right. know, like they they don't like really think that through. It's kind of like like the later movies with alien aliens in it. They kind of forget that there's supposed to be five stages to the alien life cycle. They just think, yeah, it puts an egg in you and you become an alien. It's like, no, you become an alien, then you, you know, you become, you know, like, a, you, know, you have the face hugger, the egg layer, the thing that rips out of you, you know, like all that stuff. Well, well, in the 50s one, you, like, you had to fall asleep and then the pod took over you. So I didn't understand why one person couldn't stay awake and, and keep the others from yeah. getting the pods on them. The pods right, right. aren't very strong, right? You just need a baseball bat, right? You just right. whack them out yeah. of the way. That's it. So they could just take turns. One person stay awake. Yeah. Everyone else get some rest. Now this you know one, since I've... they put mm-hmm. pods in odd spots. Like, why was that pod up in right. the ceiling? <laughs> 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 Who's putting the well, pods there? Did... Well, I assume mom put that there. She just oh, knew that she was going to be there. Okay. And, you know, and knew she was going to fall asleep in the tub. Well, I think because the tendril comes down and puts yeah. her to sleep. I think so. But not in her bedroom in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tried. She was trying to save like an hour, basically, by getting her like that, that early. That way, she could get an extra gold star for getting, if you can right. get your family before bedtime. In, the, like, in the bedroom, you actually have to give them a massage to put them to sleep. Right. And then... <laughs> She's trying to get a steam achievement on the body snatches video game. <laughs> uh, the. <laughs> I can't remember. You see, this is the problem with watching all those films in a row. Is I remember that there's one in which somebody says we'll sleep in shifts. Okay. You know, and watch over each other. That one. But I don't remember. Oh no, I think it's seventy-eight. But That's then, in seventy-eight. Yeah. Because I think Donald Sutherland goes outside. He's supposed to be the one awake, but he falls asleep ah, outside on the lounge. You had one job. One job. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, the hysterical blonde had to wake them all up. Right. Right. Well, it's sad to say, but uh, I think Jeff really did get kidnapped by (laughs) people. That is too bad. Yeah. Alrighty, Chris, would you like to tell us where we can find you on, or our viewers can find you on the, our listeners can find you on the internet? (laughs) I was just, I didn't turn the camera on. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) We are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on Doing Genre with Immunities. 
Uh, we did Clerks one minute at a time. Now we're working our way through Mallrats. Almost on Mallrats, as a matter of fact. And then moving on to Chasing Amy very soon. Woohoo. Uh, Maria, anything, uh, theatrical things you would like to plug that are happening, let's say, uh, no <laughs> earlier than late April? <laughs> uh, well, I am, uh, part of a late night science fiction variety show called The Eccentric Expedition. It happens every first Friday of the month at Otherworld Theater. It's bizarre and weird and involves wrestling and aliens and sometimes people singing songs about not space at all but that happens every first friday and then it's pretty cool (laughs) uh and then also at otherworld which is a science fiction theater dedicated to theater theater dedicated science fiction i should say my theater company ghost light ensemble is doing a children's play this summer in june called the selfish giants you can oh cool check that out yeah all right so any listeners in the chicago area right. or are going to be in the chicago area can uh, <laughs> try to check those things out that's right all right uh thank you you guys very much for uh coming here and being part of this thanks everyone for listening and then you can tune in next time as we look at 2007's the invasion I can tell you it's great because we've already recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Dueling Genre.